This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. Awesome. All right, guys, we're coming to you from our new podcast recording new setup. New podcast machine. Yeah, it's it's simpler and, and hopefully a lot better than now, our old podcasting. Let us setup. know if you can tell any difference. Yeah. It might suck for a while because we don't know how to set this yet. But Yeah. Yeah. But um, hopefully it's you won't notice. Brought to us by, by our, our patrons. Listeners. By our patrons. Yes, yeah. thank you. Listener supported this uh, new podcast. This is going to allow us to do some other stuff that's going to be really good for you as well, uh, mm-hmm. which is video. Our video quality will also be able to uh, be increased uh, because of this. So it's, it's helping out. Yeah, all across all everything. boards. So. And all actually, more importantly, for the podcast at least, um, <clears throat> it allows Chris to isolate multiple tracks. Oh, yeah. So that if Josh is yelling in the microphone too much, for example. Right. Um, we can just bring that track down. Right. right. I as curse, low as it needs to be. Or right. I burp. Right. Or I cough. <clears throat> right. Or whatever. All the things. That yes, I like right there, I cleared my throat. I can I just remove just that. Just get that in out. Fact, of in fact, the patrons will be like, <laughs> patrons will be like oh, what did he say? He <laughs> didn't do that. He's lying. He's lying. Yeah. It's okay. He'll forget to remove yes. it. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I have got too many things to edit right now. Don't worry. Um, so we do have a good topic, I think, for this episode that I'm very excited about because it was my idea. Aww. So It was a good one. It's a good um, one. No, and it, it sort of sprung out of um, some writing that Chris has, had been doing and I was editing uh, for him and... Um, it was something that struck me, and it is the assumption of dominance and the role that that plays in Aikido and, and how that plays out. And anyone who's listened to this um, podcast for any length of time probably knows where we fall uh, on this in terms of who has the assumption of dominance right. in the Aikido context. Um, context. But... I think it's worth talking about because it really sets, for me anyway, it sets some things uh, really into perspective that made me understand, like, why um, Aikido is the way it is and why it cannot be something else, why it cannot be a a fighting art, and why, uh, if you know a fighting art, um, you might want to know Aikido, but... If you don't know a fighting art, uh, why, uh, and you wanted to fight, you wouldn't go to Aikido. Does right, that make right, sense? Right, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's exactly the thing is, and and we say this on this podcast all the time, which is like, if you want to learn to fight, that's sweet. Aikido's not going to teach you how to right. do that. So, and so let's get stop at the, the top of this, which is to say, in for our context uh, of uh, Aikido and and sort of the philosophy and the way that we train and whatever, we always assume that we are not dominant that we that we are not in the dominant position and more than that we cannot be right in the dominant position right Right. Right. um if we were in the dominant position we would not need need to be using aikido (laughs) that's right right so that i mean and to me that's the that's the thing that should stick out to everyone it was the thing that stuck out to me which is if i am in the dominant position I don't need Aikido. Yeah, we could we could see this easily if we think about like, um, and we've probably talked about it before, like uh, little kids. You know, if uh, a little kid wants to fight me, right? I have no problem with that, 
Right. Right. There's no right. problem for me. The kid's not going to be dominant. The over kid. You. So I don't need Aikido. <clears throat> right. I don't. I mean. Right. Right. Because if if I needed, if I wanted to, I could just punch him in the face or just hold him at arm's distance right. with you know his head, and he's not going to be able to get. So I don't need Aikido. Right. Aikido is only needed when that little kid is. Six five and three hundred pounds, right. or and twenty two years old, or yeah, yeah. or he's uh, twelve little kids or twenty little kids, right? And so it becomes a situation that's much that becomes unmanageable for me. That's right. Right. That's right. <clears throat> All right yeah, there, I'm done now. And I think ah, drop the mic. Don't. <laughs> um, but uh, I think there's uh, some important stuff to assume here, and and I think part of the confusion in, in explaining to people that. You know, like this is look. I, let me let me lay down the old disclaimer real quick here. This is how I see Aikido and how we teach Aikido in our school. It might not be the way you teach it, but but here's why I think Aikido has to be built that way is is around this idea. So when you say when anyone says um, we assume that you're not in the dominant position in in any martial art, it's easy to say that like oh well that's why I learned the skill set of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so so then you say like, oh yeah, well, I'm not in the dominant position. That's why I've learned the skill set of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a martial art that is built to dominate when it is possible for you to dominate. Correct. So so look, you're not using, you know, you know, and here's the cliche, you know, it's like, oh, little 120-pound Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy can beat up a 220-pound guy um, because he knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And so what's happening is Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, gives you a skill set that enables you through skill to overcome pure force. To be more dominant. Right, to be more dominant right. with pure force. And so you can dominate someone with pure force. Now, there is a limit to that, right? Right. So, so you know. There is a, um, the, a, a, a chasm that becomes the, unovercomable. The five-year-old right. kid. That's right. the five-year-old right. kid, right? right? That's exactly right. He's not going to be able to beat up. A full-grown man. Yeah, if you could get, you know, a ten-year-old kid who could who learned Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and was actually really super good at it, um, he's still not going to beat a grown adult who had some knowledge of, of ground grappling, not, right? Not right. And and let me just give you the one the one that you know uh, Tim Cartmel told me years ago and really resonated with me when when he said it and and I had to face an ugly truth and and facing this ugly truth is what will enable you to see what we're saying about Aikido and the ugly truth is this. So if you got to be really skilled in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, your skill can allow you to offset someone who is much bigger than you. What if that guy much bigger than you also, also learned that, that skill set? Right. Okay. And now the truth of it is, and you'll fry, you're going to fry inside as a martial artist because the answer as a martial artist is always to get a greater skill set. But every time you get this greater skill set, that guy has it there too. There will be someone, yeah. Who can, so yeah. what will happen is you're going to have to face a truth, which is other people can dominate you. Right. Right. That's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow, especially as a martial artist, because what a martial artist has dedicated their time to is learning to offset other advantages with skill. That's what we've learned to do. And in a martial context, the truth about it is if someone can dominate you, it's the same as someone will dominate you. Does that make sense? Yes. Like yes. the the the, the yes. if yes. thing, uh, it goes out the window in a martial situation, yes. right? Yes. So it's like you can't go like, well, I'm going to be able to uh, beat 99.9%, right? But it's like there's that one. And if you're not training for that one, then there's a problem. Right. You know? Right. And, and you know, so, so understand what Josh said can again get flipped around in your martial artist mind 
which is, but I am training for that one. I'm training to face the toughest uh, uh, opponent I possibly could. But the truth is the toughest possible opponent will beat you. And and this is something you can't escape, right? So look, you can always you can always say like, oh well, I am the the top Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion. Okay, well, uh, the second and third place Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion guys, they decide uh, right. to beat you up. <laughs> be, right, right, right. So how how's your Brazilian right. Jiu-Jitsu going to work out for you? Right, right, there is always right, a situation right. where in which you cannot be the dominant factor. Right, right. And in order to understand what we're going to talk about in this podcast, you have to learn to accept that you cannot always be the dominant. Right. Person. And I think that's uh, the thing that you just pointed out is is it, right? Uh, you are the most dominant person, right? Um, second and third place team up. Second, third, and fourth place team up. Yep. Uh, you know, you, then you, you can't cannot be, be that dominant. Now, let's use another analogy uh, like uh, a bull, a bullfighter, right? Mm-hmm. A bullfighter fights a bull. Mm-hmm. He cannot dominate the bull. No. There is no man who is going to dominate a bull. The thing that he does and the way that he is able to overcome the bull is by something else. Right. right. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Right. And this and, is, uh, this is, I don't know if this is something I brought up before on the podcast, but something I've brought up to Chris and Josh both uh, before, which is like, it, it makes me laugh when people can only, which, and it's totally understandable, when people are only able to imagine um, the outcome of a fight being someone dominates the other person. Um, and, and that's the only way that you could win for yourself um because i'm like think about all kinds of situations throughout history where someone said i survived i made it out right right. and that for them that is a a win criteria but you know what how many of those stories are like i punched him in the face and i dominated a lot of them you know like surviving horrible wars or um being persecuted or whatever involve other kinds of situations where you did uh, win in your own you know in your own eyes because you survived but that doesn't mean that you dominated so there's all these other situations or ways of winning that don't involve uh dominating the other person so there's ways to handle conflict that don't include dominating right so so it's like it's crazy to me that people can only envision that and i guess maybe it's because we live in a pretty peaceful chilled out yeah. society and i think watch there's tv and you know there's a couple things i think we've hit this on the podcast before you know everyone's the star of their tv show or movie right yeah and so it's like well you you picture that when the chips are down of course you're gonna win yeah, because man. you're the star of the show yeah so like right. why wouldn't you win and, and do the best yeah right um but but you know and i think there are some people who realize that um, on a certain level that they are not going to be dominant. And I think that's why a lot of people come to Aikido um, is because they are given the promise of being able to deal with a situation where you are not dominant in a way that allows you to be dominant. But that's not what's happening. Right. I mean, that's that's and, the, and the that's, rub. That's the rub of it. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, and you, you got to think about what Josh is saying here, because it's like, you think when you're coming to, you're learning Aikido because you know you're not going to be the dominant person generally, right? So you, you know, it could be whatever. It could be just bullshit in your head, but it could be, you know, you're really tiny or right. you I'm don't five, move six. well or you don't, you know, all kinds of yeah. problems. Yeah. Uh, these can be real problems. And so you come to martial arts and you're like, oh, good. When I say martial arts, I'll learn to dominate. Now, some systems do focus on teaching you to dominate, but Aikido doesn't. And, and you're never going to become a dominating force with Aikido, like just Aikido, because it's not designed for that. And what's beautiful about that is it enables you to do something that no other martial arts system can allow you to do. 
In Aikido, because your skill set is different and it works in a different way, i.e. asymmetrical, like it's lined up differently, then you don't have that same problem of, oh, you know, what if he gets the same skill set as you, right? So if two Aikido people practicing Aikido um, decided to um, have a real problem with them, then they'll just go two different ways, right? right? And and people like to talk about this, and it's a little funny thing where we go, ha ha, two Aikido masters would never fight. But yes, they would never fight. And because right. of that asymmetry, you're never skill stacking the same way you do in any other competitive symmetrical system. Right, right. And I think looking at it like, um, you know, from a problematic approach, right? So your martial art is solving a problem, okay? Um, and so in... Uh, and the problem is that somebody wants to do you harm or right. to, to control you. Like, so that's uh, the problem. Um, and there's a lot of ways to deal with the problem. And if you are physically dominant, if you are physically dominant, um, you have way more options of that's how right. to deal with this problem of someone wanting to do you harm. That's One right. could just be staring someone down. And if you're big enough and scary enough, that might work. That's right. You could also just pop someone in the face real quick um and that might be a way to end in the problem right um so when you're studying a martial art there are martial arts that teach you those things um but they're built on the assumption that you can be dominant right 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 the aikido flips that to say you cannot be dominant right so we're going to give you a set of skills that right. that allows you allows that to happen and still keep yourself safe right but in order to do that you must also agree within yourself that you cannot be dominant that's right and that's the hardest part to it's learn. a really hard pill to swallow um and i think to me one of the things that leads me to believe that aikido is indeed not about being dominant is um that how many is there eight um Ueshiba had his six of the six traditional yeah traditional that you tenets. find in budo um the the budo the book that he wrote for emperor or whoever um or his nephew i don't remember what it was but anyway so yeah he wrote a book and he has six tenets that are um you know what what one should do in aikido practice and one of those is that it should be for everyone for people of all ages and sizes and genders and ability levels and all of that and and to me what that tell like that the fact that he included that points to the idea, um, in addition to looking at the system as well, um, that if anyone should be able to do it, then that means that you can't rely on someone um, having a certain ability level. A physical, right. yeah, kind Some of physical kind of, dominance. Right. right, exactly. Physical ability can't Or, or be, yeah. skill of dominance. And this is or, an important right. thing to understand. Mm -hmm. Dominance, right. Because, like, you know, when you start talking to martial artists, their heads shift real fast. And so you go, oh, yeah, okay, they're talking about physicality. So yeah, yeah, of course, martial arts teach you to deal with people who are physically greater than you, mm -hmm. but also people with the same skill set right, as you. Right. Right. Yeah, well, and so I think then, you have to you have to yeah. realize what dominance means because dominance right. doesn't and we talked about this already with the numbers, but dominance isn't just about physicality. It can be about numbers, it could be about weapons, sure. it can be about right. So if if uh, we're facing down and you're a big bulking behemoth, but I have a sword, I am the dominant person, right. right? Because yes. I have more power i can yes, wield more absolutely. power than that person no matter what now you put him uh in a suit of armor and give him a mace and then it becomes yeah, changes it changes back and so it, it can change back and forth but it's not just built on um on right. you know or if we both have swords he's been studying swordsmanship his whole life i just picked up a sword for the first time we're right. equally matched 
uh, weapon-wise, weapon wise, but there's a skill. But deficit. there's a skill deficit that puts him, makes him dominant. In right. This so, so the long and short of it is basically that um, the the there's a difference in ability to dominate. Um, it, it's the difference. It's the relationship between the person and their attacker or attackers, and that there's a um, a, a deficit between those two of yeah. some kind. Right. Yeah, and that deficit, you know, like like Josh was just saying, and it, it's important to understand, it can come out in lots of ways. It could be physicality. It could be weapons. It could be numbers. It could be surprise. It could be environments. I mean, the list could go on and on as to why there's a deficit. But, but that always, as long as you're in a symmetrical situation, you can always face the deficit. Right, right. And so what Aikido says is then let's just not have a symmetrical right, situation. Right. And you have to give up what you really don't want to give up because you have to give up your ego and quit saying like, oh, I'm going to beat fools right. up. Right. Like, And then in that you get a power, which is you are harder to beat up, which is what most of us actually want. Right. Right. But yeah, you have to let go of that idea of um, looking like a badass. That's right. Essentially. That's right. And this also doesn't mean that you can't still be a badass, right? right. You know, like go, like I'm saying, go to the gym, go get strong, go get fast, go get hard, um, do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, do Muay Thai, do uh, all this stuff, learn to use a gun. I mean, I'm a, I think right. everyone should be as strong and capable as humanly possible. I'm pro people being capable. But learn a skill set when you're not the most capable person right. that you can use. And that's what Aikido is. And right, because, you know, going back to the thing that I had said before, if you are in a dominant position, then that is a way to uh, solve your problem, right? So if someone is coming in my house um, and, you know, they're coming in and they're threatening me and I have a gun, I am in a dominant position. Yes. I don't need to Aikido. I need right. to be able to shoot. Right. Right. And, and what, so I, and so I, you know, what Aikido does really, really well. Like, so Aikido is clever on many levels. And one of them is that it stacks so nicely with weapons. So what Josh is saying is if someone breaks into my house and I have a gun, I'm in the dominant position. What would take the dominant position away from you? Well, if they charged you in close distance faster than you could squeeze that trigger. And then what does Aikido teach you? All the skills to reset the distance, to put yourself in the dominant position. Aikido doesn't make you dominant, but it puts you in the position to again, be dominant. I, it's funny. So, so if you ask me, you know, or if you ask someone, Hey, what, what's a good, uh, self-defense martial art for someone to study right now? I think a lot of people might say Brazilian jujitsu because it's really popular. It's really popular. Sure. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu. It's really and popular. All right fights now. end up on the ground. Right. Oh, yeah. All fights. Right. So, so I think that it's, it's reasonable to say that a lot of people would recommend that. So say you have like, um, uh, someone like my sister who's five feet and hundred pounds and, um, is feeling like she needs to learn some self-defense skills. Um, that would probably, um, throughout training, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu would teach her the system of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and she would probably um, get stronger, more confident, for you sure. know, all things that are great for self-defense. However, that would only teach her how to deal with one-on-one, -on -one, unarmed, on the ground, doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So say she were to get into a situation where she's got to defend herself and she goes, okay, well, at least I know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's good. They get on the ground, she's on the ground with someone, and they pull a knife on her nothing no no preparedness for that and so it's just like you've got to step outside well, of well more that. than that like the the training in brazilian jiu-jitsu always has a cap so if she is the the size that she right. is yeah. foot, she pounds, is yeah. never going to be able to compete at an even level with someone who is 200 300 200 yeah. or 300 yeah. pounds yeah. never in aikido because we're dealing with something that is outside of the physical realm and outside of uh, like uh, skill set dominance or, or that uh, a physical skill set, you can 
interact on an equal playing field right. with a 300 pound person the the less that you have physical contact with a person the less um their physicality their matters. physicality matters yeah exactly aikido does everything it can it can do to minimize the advantages that another person can have like that's what the yeah. system's always working at and and we have to obey those rules because that's what gives us the best chance in that kind of situation where we cannot be the dominant force, like whether it be through physicality or skill or weapons or numbers or whatever, right? And the reason why I use a knife as an, as an example is that like um, no matter, I mean, ask anyone who's trained with a knife, like you can get good at grappling with a knife. Training, training knife, not an actual show. Right. I mean, yeah. If you Although are. there might be some people who do that. <laughs> this right. podcast does not endorse or sponsor you would training say, with a live blade. I would say right. never do that. <laughs> Um, Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, but even if you get good, even if she was to get good at, you know, armed grappling, um, any ask anyone that's trained with a knife, like, they'll tell you, I don't want to be close to someone that has a knife because you're going to, you're going to take a few shots. You know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to get, they're going to get one in on you, at least one or two. And like being on the ground in that situation is not what you want to do. And so working on a system that that teaches you to create more distance to move as much as possible to minimize that ability to have contact with that person although shit happens yeah um is a lot safer for someone that there is a great physical deficit or yeah. you know whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah and and i think the the trick is for the people who want to be dominant um cool Find your outlets to That's learn right. those things. That's right. Um, and then do your damned best to understand the limitations that they give. That's right. Um, because there are, and exactly like we were talking about, you know, Sasha's sister is good at, you know, black belt. At a certain point, she will come up against her physical limitations. Yes, absolutely. That's just no how way it is. That. Yeah. She'll come up against the skill set first right because as she's not as good people who are better will beat her right and they will be dominant as she gets better that skill set will uh even out but the physical dominance will won't ever yeah let alone weapons let alone numbers and so as you keep stacking them like that so you know if you do learn brazilian jiu-jitsu if you do learn boxing just realize that like yeah you might think that you are the dominant person right now that can change, and when it does, you need to have a different skill set. Yes, a different, right. totally different skill set. And it, it, you know, it's like no, we're not shitting on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, Josh and Maya both like to ground grapple. Um, talking about I doing some tournaments love this it. year. Yeah, love it. If if COVID ever disappears, um, so so like uh, uh, th- that's something that's awesome. We all enjoy doing, but we realize that there is a limitation to that skill set. You know, like Maya was saying, uh, you know, I'm great at arm grappling personally. Like uh, I feel like I've never had anyone come in off the street and be, and be able to defeat me. Arm grappling i can slam them however if i was in a real altercation with a guy with a live blade i would be scared shitless because it's very likely he's going to cut me and and the chances of that being mortally are 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 higher than i would like them to be and so it's like with all the skill i have because one movement of a knife will end me then that means that just just by chance this guy could kill me before i could do anything so i would never choose to engage even though i know like look probably 99 percent of people i encounter um and and get in a grappling over a weapon situation i'm going to dominate them the risk is so high that one little mistake on my part will cost me my life that i would never choose to do that like if i had any choice that's the last thing i'm going to do and you know the 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 trick of 
one of the problems in Aikido and the trick of it, right, is that, you know, Aikido does allow you, like, if you're using the Aikido philosophy, it does allow you to um, take a, a quote-unquote peaceful tact from a position of dominance. So I'm a, a professional boxer. I meet some Joe Schmo out on the street, right? He wants to fight with me. I could punch him in the face and knock him out, right? Like, if we sure. were just, like, I could. But if I'm using Aikido philosophy, I, I can allow something to happen where I'm, I'm not injuring him. Right, which um, is, yeah. But people take this a different way. Yes, and they yes. Think that And they think that Aikido is giving you the ability to be dominant. Um, right, to be dominant to, and take care right. of someone else. And it's not doing that. It's not doing that at all. You are, I might be dominant in a situation and not want to use that dominance. Um, and I could use Aikido as a way to do that. Um, but that's different than Aikido teaching me to be dominant so then I can therefore not right, be, not right, be. Right. which it's, is what I think people yeah. think Aikido is doing. I think people, th- like, they have this assumption that you're going to learn Aikido and then you're going to be this awesome guy who chooses not. Right, that's what people to, think. To, to, to fight, right? Like, right. I choose not to fight. I could, but the, tr- the truth about it is Aikido isn't teaching you to fight. So, no, you could not fight unless you know a fighting system. That's right. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, so Aikido is a tool, a tool set. So if you, if Aikido is all you have in your tool bag, then then you aren't able to dominate based on a martial arts system. Maybe just physically you're great, but whatever. Um, but if you have other systems in your tool set, then when you are dominating, you're not using Aikido, you're using something else. Right. And that's the other thing that I think people don't understand. You know, is that like when you're training, like let's say you're training a, a uh, something off of a, a jab or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like you're not. Can that be done? You know, can can I do Aikido techniques off of a, a jab? Sure, I can, but it, that's not what we're. You would never do the system of Aikido right. off of a jab. That's it's, just, it's just silly. It doesn't right. doesn't make any sense. We can do techniques off of it, and it's cool sure. and it's fun to look sure. at sometimes. But but trying to think that the system is answering that particular question is is silly this is more than we're getting into on this podcast but um and that's another thing we should probably do a podcast on this like understanding a systematic approach is different than a collection of techniques and so like sure you might be able to take the techniques of aikido and do whatever you want with them and they would probably be awkward and weird because they're not built for that but in its context which is i am not assuming i'm in the dominant position aikido techniques are essential and they will work out just the way they're supposed to work out yeah the mind switch and once you do it i think it you know it kind of opens things up um but it definitely is an ego thing to be able to go like uh, uh, like and it's it's like even if i am miss billy badass uh and i can really and i can dominate to be able to step outside of that and go like um I'm, I'm, I can't, like any moment I could die. And this is that, that samurai warrior shit, you know, where it's like those samurai warriors were awesome, but they also went out knowing that every time they stepped on the battlefield, they could die. Right. And so that give, that puts them in the, this mindset that we're talking about. Right. Right. Which is like you're, when you're dealing with another person with a a sword, you, you can't be dominant. Right. And this is or the, a battlefield, a whole battlefield of dudes with, you know, this dominance thing, too, is what like makes uh, live training in Aikido really, really difficult because people when when they do live training, um, meaning some kind of sparring, you know, and live training can be lots of things. But let's just say a sparring. Right. When you're thinking of a martial art as giving you the ability to dominate 
and you try to spar with Aikido, it just won't work. And sparring meaning we're trading back and forth, right? We're doing trades back and forth. And so in Aikido, your sparring also would have to be asymmetrical. And so it's not really sparring. It's one person trying to get you, you trying to not be gotten. Right. Um, and when you, when you look at Aikido that way, you can all of a sudden start to train it. Now, that won't look awesome. Like So so you're not going to feel awesome about that. You're not going to feel like, oh, sweet, I got in my, got in my jabs and I did a did a ogosh on this guy and it was hot, like whatever stuff, right? So you're not going to feel that way about the sparring. But if you're ever in a situation where you are not the dominant force and you're trying to get the fuck away from a guy who's a big creature who's got a knife and two buddies or whatever, you will appreciate having the live skills to get away from those people. And so that's what Aikido is trying to teach you to do is have a skill set when everything's stacked against you, which is what all of us should want. But that, and, and that is maybe how we start doing martial arts. But then we quickly get this egotistical idea that as martial artists, now I can dominate, I can turn the tide and I can make those guys feel sorry for attacking me. I think people that do Aikido, you know, that, that, uh, they're scared to admit that they're not Billy Badass. Um, and so when confronted with the idea that Aikido isn't for dominating, that it's not about fighting, that you're not going to look like a badass when you do it, there is um, a resistance to that idea, yes. like major resistance to that. Um, and, and I think that a lot of people approach Aikido, especially the sparring aspect with, um, well, we need to add more realistic attacks. We need to add more realistic training. And this is what it looks like in other martial arts. So let's just pull that over and do that here. Um, and what becomes really confusing about that is you are mixing that that context, yes. the context of fighting, with uh, Aikido techniques. And what you'll see really quickly, if you're doing it long enough, is that if you were wanting to fight, you'll just end up doing whatever system you're pulling. You'll that do stuff the from. stuff that works, right? You'll you'll do the stuff that works, and the stuff <laughs> because... that will work will be if you're say, let's say you're pulling stuff over from boxing. You're wanting people to you know strike you, you know jab and cross and whatever. Your, your responses are going to evolve to look like boxing responses because that's, right. that's what works best for that boxing. Right. They've worked really hard on figuring out what's the best thing to do when yep. someone hits you. This and is what good a good cover it. looks like. You're not going to do Aikido stuff because. In the end, you're going to realize it feels real silly. Like, yep. it's just not good. It just doesn't work. It just yeah. doesn't work, you know. Um, and that's another thing that I think happens a lot and people get confused about. is like um, they think that they're using uh, Aikido um, and something happens uh, and they end up doing a technique um, and they think that the technique is the thing and it's allowing them the dominance. A, that technique uh, is was brought over from someplace else generally if that's the the case um and b it's it's falling closer and closer to being outside of the context of aikido and if you're actually doing the the technique in a way that is going to be injuring a person for this like for the sake of injuring them or whatever um it's completely outside of what Aikido should be doing, you know? Yeah. And that's not for some moralistic reason. No. That's, that's a, a, practical a, reason. A, pra a practical reason, a contextual reason. And if you want to look at it moralistically, that's fine. You can do that. But that, that's not necessarily has to be tacked on Aikido. Like, it doesn't have to do with the morality. It has to do with a practical reason. Like, I, I don't need to be in a situation where I'm trying to dominate because I will lose. Right. And, you know, it, to me, like, this really got hammered in my head when, you know, because I think everyone kind of feels like, well, when the chips are down, somehow I'm going to hit the turbo boost button and I'm going to blast some fools up, you yeah, know, like, like everyone feels yeah. like that. And, and then, and, you know, I've seen, I've seen uh, Josh and Maya both go through oh, this yeah. personally. <laughs> uh, um, it's like, you'll hit a wall where you go, oh, fuck, 
I can't do anything. And it makes you want to cry. It's this deep fear that you've realized, oh, I can't do anything. I can hit turbo all I want, but I am not going to stop this person. So, uh, you know, I probably have said this, told this story on the podcast before, but in one of my tests, one of the things that was happening is I was trying to keep away from some people. Um, and they just picked me up, like just straight up picked me up off the ground. Right. Um, no, um, look, my IQ was done. Like there was none of it. So if, and, and so we, we called it at that point. Right. But, and I had failed, my IQ had failed because at that point, the only things that I could have done would have been something not IQ. That's right. Right. Like there, there might be some things that I could have done to get out of that situation. They would not have been. That's right. And, uh, and, Ike. and, and so, and, and look, what Josh is saying is not, and it's easy to get this confused in your head. He's not saying that like, oh, it would be bad to, to do things that weren't Aikido. No, it's just, if he's not the dominant force and couldn't change it with anything else, he would be done. So, you know, like you're right. like, oh, well, that's where I'd pull out the punches, bro. This guy is not bothered by your pathetic right. punches, right? Oh, that's where I, I do a, I do a sweet choke, bro. No, this guy's neck is bigger than your arms. Like you're not going to, you know, and like if you take on a serious sparring practice, you will meet some behemoths who dominate your ass and they make you feel like they're a little bitch. And then yeah, I'm sorry, but I mean, that's the way I felt. I'm just like, whoa, this guy is in charge of me, right. you know, like he yeah. can do anything he wants and it's scary and it makes you feel bad deep down. And then when you face that, and you say, oh, I'm not always the toughest guy. Then you go, hmm, maybe I should find some other ways to solve problems. Yeah. And that's not to say that uh, Aikido should be your only way to solve problems. It's it's like you have to divorce yourself from the idea that, like, you're going to find one martial arts system and that's going to be the be-all, right. end-all, right. magical, find you know, that's it. You have like if you if you are caring to endeavor at all to become a martial artist, then you have to study multiple martial arts, have multiple tools in your tool set. And like Josh was saying, you know, I I, I had nothing else in Aikido that I could do. That doesn't mean that he has nothing else he could do. There's lots of other things that he could try, and things from other systems that he could try and work on. Doesn't mean they're going to work. And but I he would try have them. in sure. a normal right. situation. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But but. Like it's okay to admit that the system that you're studying has edges, has right. um, right. has a, a context, and there's things outside of the context, and it's okay to answer with, "Oh, that that's just outside of our context. We don't look at that." Right, um, and that's okay. There's nothing um, bad, or there's nothing um, lame, or um, you know, uncool, or you know, whatever. There's it that it is what it is. That's what all systems are. And I think we have to separate ourselves ourselves from the martial art that we do. That's and right. I see this a lot with people where they feel like they need to bring um, other training into their or like like mash up their Aikido with and, other and stuff. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're just messing your system up is what you're doing. Yeah. You're messing it up. And I had to realize that. Sorry to interrupt. No, but, you're um, cool. I, I really had to realize that for myself where I was trying to hybridize Aikido for years and then realizing that the more hybridizing I did, the more I fucked up the system. The system was clean running. You know, like it was already done nice. And it's like, I've, I've talked about this before. It's like you get a Honda Civic and you're all, oh man, the engineers didn't know that you should put this sweet muffler on it and you should put these springs on it and you should put this motor in it. And then you got a piece of shit that can't do anything right, right. and breaks down every week, Right. right? <laughs> The system is fine the way it is, but learn to use the system as it was built. Right. And, and if you're trying to dominate to dominate with Aikido, you're going to feel right. silly and you're going to feel like it's not good enough. So the, and that's, I think, the, the whole crux of this, which is like, um, if you are doing Aikido, realize that there is an assumption of dominance. And it is the assumption that you, not. Are, you are not. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that it is not you. That you're always 
um, on the back end. And real and that being said, understanding that at a certain point, if failure, 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 um, you have to move outside of the Aikido context into something else. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah, like, learn jujitsu, learn down, the striking, down the, learn weapons, yeah. learn, you know, like. But the idea of Aikido is to keep you from having to box with someone, to keep you from having to wrestle on the ground with someone. It's to address that problem before it gets that bad. Because right. if, if you are in the non-dominant position, then you'd rather not be on the ground with someone who's way bigger than right. you That's or right. there's multiples of them. Aikido really is probably the first best skill set you should have. Yeah. You know, like it really is a great first I, skill set. I mean, set. really, like seri- if you had, you know, people are always like, well, if I had to learn one, this is the one that I would want yeah. to learn. Because it really does allow you, whoever it is, you know, whatever the the person is, and I really mean whoever, to operate at an on an even playing field with a person for the longest amount of time. Right, right. Um, and and you know, so it, whoever whoever that other person is, right. So you know, me at five six and one hundred and thirty pounds, uh, them at, at six five two thirty, um, boxing wrestling. I'm already at a disadvantage, disadvantage yep even before we enter into whether or not i have he has more skill than me right or not, yep right in aikido um we're equal That's until right. we get to a physical uh until the ma'ai gets broken that's right and that can be a long time if we're good at our aiki maya was talking earlier about you know and this is a common thing said right now in, in aikido forums which is like hey we need to take realistic attacks and put them in aikido you need to understand that if your aikido is good those uh, techniques you're talking about, the quote-unquote realistic techniques, cannot Connect, work. Right. They cannot work. So this, going back to the jab, You right? can't jab someone who won't stand in right. front of you. That's exactly right. A jab who won't a, stand in distance with you. That's exactly yeah. right. And so like you Same can't with kick anyone, kick. you can't wrestle anyone, you can't do anything. So if you can keep distance, if you have perfect Aikido and you can always keep the right my eye, then they cannot use their techniques. The only techniques they can use are big lunging movements, like big lunging pushes, big lunging strikes, big lunging knife sl- slashes. And then what does Aikido train for? If they do that and we can't keep our ma'ai, that's what we're training to face. But instead, people want to take those kinds of techniques and use them in another situation. It's like the answer for a jab is to take a step back right. and then take a step left and take a step back and take a step left. And then, you know, say, you know, like like people who do boxing go, well, yeah, of course you do that. But you're but if you study boxing, you do that with the intention always to get back in and hit them. Right. And that's where you you're going to go wrong. That's right. 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 And so if their skill set's better than yours, when you step back in to hit them to do your boxing to them, then they will knock your ass the hell out. Right. But in Aikido, we'll never step back in. I'll right. just keep making distance until I, you know, right. I can't. And how am I not going to be able to? You're going to stop boxing and you're going to lunge at me. Right. That's exactly right. Or if that distance gets broken, then we have the next set of Aikido's skills. Syllabus, exactly right. The skills, which is suppression. So I'm keeping your, the minute that distance breaks down, I make it so that that jab can never come in. Right, because right. I'm getting that suppression, and then I'm moving to get into a position where you can't jab me That's because right. um, there, there's not an easy jab. You have to turn your body or whatever. And in that re- your the opponent's repositioning. I'm getting back out to my eye. That's right. Right? And that's the game. And it sounds, you know, it sounds like when people hear this, like, oh, man, maybe it's too good to be true. And and this is how I felt when I read Aikido Dynamic Sphere. Man, maybe this is too good to be true. It is true, but you have to give up the assumption of dominance. Right. Like, that is what you have to make a mental shift where you're saying, I'm not going to try to dominate this person. And that's what gives you this ability. Right. Well, you have to give up 
uh, well, you have to let go of the idea that fighting is the only answer. Um, that there is only dominance. Right. You know, to, to give up the assumption of domi- dominance, so, you have to admit right. that there's something outside of dominance. That's right. And then you have to give up the idea that you're going to be a badass and you're going to dominate. Like, you have to let go of the context of where we have to dominate each other. And then now that you've said, yes, there's something else in dominance, you have to say, I'm okay with not dominating that's that right. person. That's right. And that's hard, man. It's hard. It's a bitter pill to swallow. And I have to swallow mm-hmm. it sometimes and I don't like it. But <laughs> but it is true. It's, it's a real pill. And it's really funny, too, because I think for some, some people... And Aikido makes this easy, right? Because um, because we're all existing in the same sort of ether, um, we don't come up against. We don't have to come up against our own uh, the, the 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 dominance factor, right? right. So in uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you quickly realize if you are a small person, you, you get your face rubbed right. in it. That's right. Uh, sure boxing, do. you realize if you're slow or you're a little fat or whatever, you're gonna get hit a bunch of times. We don't really get that in Aikido. So we, Aikido's, we, yeah, we don't come up against that that, that wall that wall so often. Yeah. So we don't we can't look at our own infallibility or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or we don't have to. We're not constantly shown like hey you're not always going to be the awesomest in fact the way we train makes it seem like we are the awesomest all the time right and so that so why would we think anything else right right where other martial arts they show you instantly like wait a second you're not the best you're not the best yep Um, that right off the bat which is an awesome advantage of learning other martial arts it is a great thing to know and i feel like sometimes if we had that in aikido it would be great because then we could instantly show people like, hey, no, you can't fight this, you know. And we do this a lot with multiple uh, when we kind of ramp up and we get to the Rondori, more Rondori whatever, yeah. and we have multiple attackers. We do have a, a situation where you will see very quickly if you're not doing what you should be doing in Aikido, you're done. If you right. square up with someone for even a half a second, you're, you're done. done. Um, and that's nice because that gives you instant feedback to go like, oh, yeah, but you know, even I'm not. Even when we do that, you know, so say it's a rondori, generally we'll call it like, right, like after you get picked up off the ground or, you know, every, they've, they've, everyone's got you in a bear hug and there's nowhere left to right, move. You're stagnated. You're stagnated. Um, that's generally when we'll call it on rondori because that's, we've gotten to the point where it's outside our system. Um, that still isn't, like getting your face rubbed in that <laughs> is not the same. Oh, it's not the same. It's sure, not sure, the same right, as right, being right, right. crushed by a two, person who's 150 pounds heavier than you. Um, and, and not being able to breathe or yeah. getting your arm hyperextended or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I will that's say, very different. back in the day when we were in the garage, <laughs> and sometimes we would get shoved into the garage, like into the wall, yeah. that was fairly close. It's, it's a good, I think it is. <laughs> there were times yeah. when it would be like, yeah, you we're, would get. We're a little nicer now. But. Yeah. It's good to, it, like, I think it's a real wake-up call. And, yeah. like, I don't know, for me, there, there were times you in the beginning it. that I, like, went back into the dressing room and started crying because I couldn't, like, yeah. it was too it's, much. It's I I couldn't yeah. handle it. I watched this guy. You know, we have this guy who comes train with us, and he's probably about 225, 230, and solid, athletic, uh, played football, um, athletic guy. And, uh, you know, usually when we grapple, it's like he can still do good because he's so athletic. So he doesn't know all that much, but he's still good. And uh, we grappled, I don't know, a little bit back. We were grappling, and, and we did armed grappling. And um, I just watched his eyes get this bizarre look when he realized he couldn't stop me from stabbing him. And, you know, I would give him the knife and he couldn't stab me at all. And I would take it from him and then I would stab him. And he was doing his best, like trying his best. And just this cold look happened in his eyes where he's like, 
oh, fuck, if this was real, this guy would just be killing me. And when you realize that, that like you can't always be the dominant force, that's when it opens up this window for you to do this. And so you do one of two things. You shut the door and go, nope, I'm the most dominant creature. That's why I study all the martial arts, because I'm the most dominant creature. Or you open up and you go, you know what? As much as I've trained, I still suck. And um, who knows what could happen, you know? Right. And 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 then you start looking for other things. and And if you, you know, travel and look hard enough aikido will be there that's right it will be and and when you do take your venture outside of aikido i think it's important to realize to once again separate your identity from aikido and it's okay to go and do other things you don't need to be saying i'm doing aikido that's right you're not that's right yeah that's a great one like don't don't say you're doing aikido when you're not like like you don't like if you're if you're doing ground grappling and like there's no reason to say, well, I'm an Aikido guy, so I'm doing Aikido right. because I'm an Aikido guy. And even if uh, you're doing ground grappling and you could a guys to shit out of someone, it's or you get them Aikido. in a Gokyo <laughs> and you know, and they tap because it hurts and they've never seen that before, you are not doing Aikido. That's right. Right? Like you, there, you are doing a technique that happens to be in the system of, of Aikido. Also happens to be in the system of 30 other Koryu right. martial arts. But you are not doing Aikido, so don't think that you are. Right. If you're on the ground, you're not doing Aikido. Like. Right. Sorry. You know, like if you're grappling with someone, you're not doing Aikido. Right. Right. If you're if you're in that, you know, mutually uh, that symmetrical situation where you're both trying to dominate, if you're not doing Aikido, if yeah. you're doing Kodagaish off a jab, you are not doing Aikido. You know, sorry. That's the way it is. <laughs> All right. So we're 44 minutes here, folks. Right. Um, yeah, I think this is a good one. And this no, is I like, mean, I just hope people can 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 understand it, because for me, like. As I was reading some some things this week and really thinking about it, it really was like it unlocked something, which, you know, is like, yeah, like not only like the assumption that we have is not like not only that we're not dominant. It's like we we can't be done. We're in a situation where we cannot be dominant because if we were dominant, we would have another way. We wouldn't need Aikido. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to get that that thing where it's like. They're both sides of the same thing. It's like we're doing Aikido because we're not dominant, but we're not dominant because we're doing Aikido, you know? Right, right. Because the second we are dominant, we are no longer doing Aikido. Right. And it's okay. You can do something else. If you want to be dominant, there's plenty of other systems for that. There's one thing that I actually do want to address because I know people are going to listen to this and say, well, what about? Um, A lot of people have the um, the, the idea that – you have to quote unquote like neutralize the threat mm-hmm. in order to stop them from attacking you, and that would involve, you know, you have to dominate. Dominate. To the, you have to dominate them. They, they wouldn't say it was dominating, but they would say sure. We're, we have to neutralize the threat. So you yeah. can't just run away. You have to throw them and pin them and et cetera, et cetera, to make sure that they are not coming at you anymore. And when you're doing that, what are you? You doing? will not be using IQ. You <laughs> know right, what I'm saying? Like, well, and also, neutralize the threat is correct. You do want to neutralize the threat, but that doesn't mean dominating. There's lots true. of ways to right. neutralize a threat. Yeah. You know? well, I and, can and run out of a fucking room yeah. and lock them in that room. <laughs> they are then neutralized. You, right. you, know? you can like, run into the police station. You can call <laughs> right. your mom on the phone. You can do, <laughs> right. There's lots of things you can run do. Run onto you know? a bus that, yeah. that drives away. Right. There's, and I, my response to that would be that... <laughs> I just like, I did. Mom, this guy is giving me trouble. You tell will, will him. Will you talk for. to him? Will you? Can you? Can you talk to him, please? Sir? Situation neutralized. Sir? Why are you being so mean to my son? Thank you, mother. <laughs> Love you. My response to to be to that kind of um, 
uh, read it. on Aikido yeah. that, that you have to throw them or pin them in order to stop them from attacking you is that's still assuming that you have some ability to dominate them, that you have some ability to get them to the sure. ground without you also going to the ground right. or that you have some ability to, uh, you know, some physical uh, advantage um, to be able to pin them because that's you're that's also relying on some amount of physical dominance that's right sure we train you know kazushi and we train you know hadagi and all these different principles to maximize our physicality that we do have but that still relies on some amount of dominance right. and so even if that is you know if even if you are doing a kokunage or an ikkyo that's in and those are in the system of aikido like if it's relying on those other things then it you're starting to get into the realm of dominance and you're getting right. outside of the, the and, realm of Aikido. And, and the real problem is, you know, you could you could pick this apart and say like, oh, you know, like, well, but so so as long as I'm doing that stuff, then then I don't know why it matters if I'm dominating or not dominating. But the problem is you get stuck into a mindset that drives you to do the next thing right. that gets you yes. caught and right. hurt. Right. So like your mindset always has to be, I'm not in the dominant position. So I, as soon as this has stopped, I'm leaving. Right. Like that's what and I'm doing. And even if you look at, and uh, we've talked about this before, uh, the pins, right? Um, Aikido pins are built on, again, the assumption of non-dominance. So while I have someone uh, on the ground, I, I am pinning them in such a way that if for whatever reason, uh, I am no longer in a dominant position. I can leave, and they can't. Hold and they me there. can't hold me. You know. Right. So if suddenly this person I'm pinning, his four friends show up, I have the autonomy to get out of there, right? As opposed to other kinds of pins where you know we're so entangled that right, um, I wouldn't be able to leave. And so you have to look at it as a lack of attachment to a throw or a pin or a whatever. Not that you're not doing it with... To dominance. Right, exactly. <laughs> a lack of, a, a lack of att attachment to dominance, exactly. And so it's like when the throws come up, for example, well, you could say, oh, but a throw's dominating. Well, sometimes throws come up in, in a, a situation where you're able to bump them off their, your hip, for example, or... A, a um, battle's not the war. I right, mean, you know, like exactly. you had a battle, so, but the, the war right. is about not dominating. You and know? so once they're on the ground, then instead of going down to the ground with them and punching them or whatever, you get which, out. Which you, gets you killed. You, right. right. You let go of that. You go, yes, they're away from me for the moment. Now right. let me leave. You use that, that, and this is why, Nage, we, we don't consider it a throw but a projection mm -hmm. we're projecting them uh trying to get back to our uh, proper my eye so that yes. we can reset back to the space okay sorry i just Woo! no no it's no, 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 a good it's thing good. to clarify we're very like uh excited about this one i feel yeah, like yeah, all of us uh, were talking this is this is the linchpin you know yeah. this is the linchpin i think this is like the crux this is the crux of what yeah. makes IQ. Uh, unique so mark this podcast everyone and listen to it many times back uh until you truly get it because this is it's a where hard we thing. answer it all the questions were answered <laughs> now questions whether or not you're gonna get get that out of it you're gonna become rich and beautiful your hair's gonna grow back every this podcast is gonna do it all <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you don't get all of that out of this, you might not be trying hard enough. Yeah, you're clearly not trying hard enough. You haven't trained long enough. <laughs> you haven't listened to this uh, podcast enough till you can recite it I mean, by memory. That's our take on it. And, and I think, you know, when you accept this, all of Aikido awesomely makes sense. Like, it's just all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, oh, well, everything just works now. You don't, right. and, and it's because you can't make that shift that you can't make Aikido work. Like, you know, that's what it is. All right. 
Okay. Uh, so let's thank our patrons uh, uh, again, A, for uh, supplying us with some funding so that we can get a whole new uh, audio system yeah. here. Yes. Which recording. is fantastic. It's going to be uh, great. And then also just for being sort of some moral support. And yeah, that's kinda, been super nice. Thank um, you guys. Sending us messages and notes and then following us um, across platforms. So I see a lot of the listeners are now watching videos that we have up on YouTube and commenting and stuff, and that's been really nice. Yeah. So um, we really do appreciate I've been that. A, putting up a video almost every single day um, since all this shelter-in-place stuff started. Um, so there's a ton of videos out there, and it's basically explaining outlines of our system. Um, hopefully, Josh and Mai have been editing for me uh, some writing that I'm doing on, on my Ooh. approach to Aikido and how it works. So hopefully very soon a course is going to be up um, with that. Um, Okan Ayrton has been bugging me about doing a, a, a class. I, I'm kidding. It's very nice. Um, but, but doing an online class. So maybe we're going to do an online podcast or I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do, sort, yeah. but yeah, you guys can chime in. Uh, so, so there's a bunch of cool stuff coming up in the near future. Um, if you're interested in, in the take we always talk about, uh, on this podcast. So yeah, so thank um, you. the YouTube channel is Chushintani, um, on YouTube. Um, and that's the, the YouTube page. So you can check that out. And there's a lot of really good videos right now. Um, and of course, like, and follow and all that stuff on all of our various yeah. pages and things. Um, so thank you so much to our patrons. They are Barrett Lippy, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Brian Crowley, Brooke Ferragamo, Christopher Aceto, Constantinus Andrew, Dave Dewberry, Floor Hanowick, Francis Cordone, Franz Martinson, Grant Templin, Hillary Jones, Jim Gallant, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, Lisa Klein, Marcin Chiss, Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Michael Heed, Okan Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Sam Sullian, Scott Burns, Ascension Center, Sharon Okada, the Hatchet Man, Thomas Felino, Tommy Siv, and Yuli Simgu. Man, thank you guys so yeah, much. That's yeah, a really long awesome. list. I really appreciate it. All right, tip of the week. Um, Here's my tip of the week. Yeah, go for oh, it. Josh, go, go for it. Find, put yourself in a situation where you cannot be the dominant force. Like, figure that out, whatever that is. Find some way to get yourself humbled. Carlos Castaneda would call this a petty tyrant. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Do that. I mean, so you can understand. It, it does, know. and it can be a social situation. You know, I, I feel like this a, a bit where you know, there's something like, for example, my grandparents. They're old, and they. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shit, that's weird. But, shut up. Um, they. <laughs> they just kind of get to have things because they're they're my grandparents, and they're a little bit stubborn, and they want things a certain way, and um, they they get to have that because they're they're at that age where it's difficult to show them another way. And that's kind of where they're at. And so um, I don't get to be dominant in that situation. You know, I don't get to, to say, no, we can't do that. Or no, that's stupid. Um, I don't want to do this. You know, we get to go to what restaurant they want to go to. You know, we get to. So it's like that. Yeah. It's, you know, a social example of like, sometimes I don't get to, I don't get to have my way. Right, right. And how can I roll with that? How right. can I roll with that? Exactly. Try, uh, learn a new language. Oh, pick yeah. up an instrument. Anything yeah. that's going to really just be taxing to the point of you uh, realizing like, ah, there's some things that are just bigger. Yeah. Go swim in the ocean. Yeah. You know, that'll something. do it. Yeah. You so. cannot be dominant over the ocean. Be, be warned though. It but, could be addictive, right. you know, because yeah. I tell you what, I think I've got to find something that that's way better than me every month, you know, like what don't I know about? Oh my also, God. Also be safe. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm just <laughs> right. So don't, don't go wrestle a bear. <laughs> right. Unless you're Ben Aldrich. Right. Then right. Then you it's are okay. a bear He's fine. He's a bear yeah, wrestler. He's, he's, he can he's do mastered it. That. Anyone else, don't do it because uh, um, there's a difference between being humbled and being dead. And, yeah, right. 
<laughs> that's good. We should totally end it right there. That was that was perfect. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you week. very much. Have a good week. week.